This is the Power Pies Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. All right, we're getting started. We are going to move on to 2 Timothy. I didn't, wasn't like 100% sure I was going to do that. And then I started reading it um, while I was on, at a church retreat last week. The church retreat was fantastic. Um, but then like right away I knew that this we were going on to 2 Timothy. It didn't take long for me to figure that out. Kind of slow. But I got that. So let's read it. And then um, we will start our study. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. You might want to underline Christ Jesus. There's a reason, of course, but um, we're going somewhere. I thank God, whom I serve with clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your, and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure that is in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose, and grace which was granted us in Christ Jesus, again, from all eternity but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. For this reason, I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him against that day, until that day. Retain the standard of sound words, which you have heard from me, in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. You are aware of the fact that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. 
The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he was in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well what services he rendered at Ephesus. So, there's our first chapter, folks. We're going to talk about this gifting and its distinction today. I definitely was from the tribe, and I probably still, you know, there's something in me that wants to lean toward this idea that gifts are interchangeable. This isn't rare or new or that gifts are more of a aesthetic um, that we sometimes can put gifts in the category of interchangeable within the body and therefore we don't have any distinction in the body. The problem with that is that nobody cooks the spaghetti. I will tell you what I mean by that. The problem with not owning any gift is that no one owns the responsibility to pursue that gifting, which in this book and the last book, Paul is pretty adamant about to do something about that gift that he has laid hands on Timothy. He says so, so in here. And that Timothy is now responsible for that gift. This is not well practiced in the church. So if you have plans to eat dinner tonight, but nobody carries it out, is this, does the spaghetti magically land on the table? No, it does not. We know the answer to this. This is why specific, spe specific, no, what's the word here we're going for? Specific. No, I'm trying to say it again. It's still not working. Maybe it's a word that's like the idea that to be specific, specificality or whatever that word, the, the, the idea that we can this be distinct in our gifting is uncomfortable. Why is it uncomfortable? It's uncomfortable still is for me for years. It's overwhelming. Because that means we're responsible for it. And it's, and it's really easy to go around saying, well, yeah, I have this gift and I have this gift and I have that gift or whatever. In a religious sort of spiritual conversation that we find ourselves in. But if we have the attitude of Paul on these issues... We got to be doing something with it. Because in essence, we're failing the body. The very least, we're causing the body to struggle. In essence, Failing the body, at the most, totally outside the will of God. 
It's sobering. But I, I mean, it took two books for God to get it through my head that this was a thing. Because we honestly feel like we're humble, being humble when we don't own a gift. But isn't it beautiful that while the Lord gets all of the glory, ultimately, that the Lord gives us the ability, the idea for the gift was his, and we are the origin of nothing. Gifting challenges our ownership. Spiritual gifting challenges our ownership. It challenges our humility. It challenges our bravery. Because, you know, for me, I can just speak from a personal standpoint. I know it's not just for my local church, this gift. And it's not cool. Sarah's totally happy with just staying with her local church. And doing my little, because it's comfortable. I know the people. I know that, them, you know, they're mostly not going to laugh at me. So gifting is for God's use, wherever that is. So it challenges our ownership. Gifting is extreme spirituality. And that, that being, being filled by the Holy Spirit. You cannot operate accurately with your spiritual gift without the Holy Spirit. And so it's a lack of ownership. It's heavy responsibility. It's being incapable of doing it without the Holy Spirit. And it's for a divine purpose, not your own. These are all categories in the human flesh that are no, no, no. My thing, my way, my day, my glory. And we've got, we're like wrapped, we have, we have wrapped religion and Christianity around this autonomy. And it's become completely different than, than the biblical, biblical accurate, being biblically accurate. So we've maintained our autonomous lifestyles purely by staying out of this discussion that Paul's having with Timothy in these two books. The necessity to work out and work for our gifting and carry it through. It will challenge our autonomy. And frankly, I'm at a point, and God had dragged me all the way down, so full of pride, so full of myself, that I'm just, I don't want it any other way. 
Because I'm done with Sarah's autonomy. And it, you know, if you take as long as I take, I mean, no one, <laughs> no anyone as prideful and as full of myself as herself as me. God's like, no, really, it's mine. Oh, good grief, Sarah. No, really, this is not, oh, man. Off the rails, off the rails, off the rails. No, this doesn't really have anything. It's not because of your gifting. It's because of my glory. What does it say here? A spiritual gift rightly worked out will have nothing, nothing, nothing to do with the flesh. It must relegate our flesh to the side. And far too many of us are happy living in our flesh. Because we've conformed it a little to religion. So we've remained autonomous and we stay far away from being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I think I'm just gonna leave it here and peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.